I will be real with you. You might think you don't need them. When I first went through this exercise, I was like, ah, that kind of seems kind of goofy. I put them down because everybody was doing it. But I revisited them four months later. And now they're a huge part of my life. You have to live them. And you have to remind yourself of them daily. Welcome again to the Prime Mover Podcast, where we ignite the engine of your success in faith, family, finance, and fitness. Join us as we explore the power of being a prime mover in both your professional and personal life. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Prime Mover Podcast, where we ignite the engine of your success um, through the biblical foundation of faith, family, finance, and fitness. And speaking of that, I got a very special guest in the studio. We are actually live in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the hometown of my best friend, Tommy McAllister. Uh, he has a mastermind event going on this weekend, and he so graciously uh, got me to come in to help pour into his men. So I believe that Tommy is a prime mover. And so I'll let Tommy, I'll, I'll pass the mic over to him and let him give you a little intro, a brief testimony. Uh, about who he is and, and what he does and and uh, why he believes uh, he's a prime mover. So welcome to the Prime Mover Co Podcast. Very special episode where we talk about how not to live in sin from Sin City. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I live in Sin City. And it's crazy how, how we've got here. I'll kind of probably get into that at some point. But thanks, man. No, dude, I'm pumped to be on here. Um, it's wild how life works out because like, yeah, I live in Vegas, but I had no idea to ever live here. I've been here for three and a half years, but I've only known Travis, gosh, for 16, 17 months in my life. And like he said, yo, this is like my guy now, like we mm -hmm. best friends and doing life together and all these other things. And so it's crazy how life moves, you know, mm -hmm. when we do intentional things, when we remove sin from our life, when we do all this other stuff. So I'm honored to be here, uh, humbled in so many ways. I wanted to, I would use the word surreal, but I think I've lost having any surreal feelings maybe a few months ago because everything in my life was a dream for a while um, in so many aspects of I had all these aspirations and hopes and comparisons and all of that, but I would never put action to it or I'd start and I'd stop or if I even was grinding, they seemed so far away. And in the past few months, it's really been cool what's happened is that like, I know who I am, whose I am. Um, and it just doesn't blow my mind anymore when I'm like, having friends that I didn't know for very that, that long, or I'm working with specific clients that like are years ago, I would have looked up to, and now I'm their mentor or whatever that is. It's just crazy how that happens. But once you get to a spot in life, when you, I guess, become a prime mover, mm -hmm. it's wild how that becomes your new normal in life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thankful to be here. Just a little bit about me, as, as you know, as Travis was saying, I, um, I'm, I'm a coach for a living. I'm kind of coaching a little bit different ways, but my wife and I do that together. We're primarily marriage coaches. I love leading primarily men, but we work with couples as well. So I, we always say we create high-level marriages by creating a high-level you. We focus on personal development because if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to show up that well in your, in your marriage. And if you don't love yourself, that means you're probably not having much personal development. That doesn't mean you're probably physically, mentally, or spiritually low in certain areas. And so we really focus on that for a lot of different people. And when they get that, they watch their marriage problems melt away in a lot of aspects. I'm not saying that they still don't have things to work on, but the main rocks in it that were holding them back go away. And so we've been doing that for multiple years now. Um, 
this year where we're at, we're really moving in heavily into speaking and masterminding and growing our podcast. And we're writing a book right now. So it's been, it's been a blessing and it's wild to be able to say all of that, but at the same time, it's, um, it's who I am these days. And so I'm excited to be able to pour in here and just start this conversation. I wish you guys had the microphone on all day. We probably would have had eight podcast episodes because when you get awesome yeah. dudes in a room together, it starts flowing. So thanks, brother. Hey, man, look, in all, in all honesty, when I decided to start using a podcast as an advertising medium, I would have never done this if it wouldn't have been for people like Tommy. Uh, when Tommy and I started rolling together, like he said, we met through a mutual mentor of ours um, that has been in and out of our, our life in many capacities and now is more of a friend than a Barnabas. Uh, but our sensei at one point was uh, Steve Weatherford. So my fans uh, <clears throat> know who Steve is. He's a huge part of my life and still is. Uh, him and his wife are a huge part of my family's life. But we met through Tommy. And, and the best way that I've, I've been able to honor Steve is is to uh, proclaim him as he is the best leader of men, the best fisher of men. I'm sorry. He's a great leader. Uh, but what I meant to say was he is the greatest fisher mm -hmm. of men I've ever seen. Agreed. When you line up, I, and I had to figure out why that was, because when you pursue relationships, alignments, and anything in life based on the principle of core values, and we're going to get to that in this episode, but you start to align yourself with other men who value what you value. So the reason why they pull, they can pull one, five, 10, 25, a hundred thousands of men who are, that you feel is like, Oh my God, this is my brotherhood. This is my tribe. These dudes are built like me. I'm built different. I'm weird. Here's all these other weird dudes. It's because we value what Steve values. And so that's going to be kind of the premise of the episode. We'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, but Tommy honored the way that I uh, spoke, coach, taught, and loved on other uh, brothers that were going through tough times. And his honor and his consistent pursuit of a relationship with me gave me something that I longed for in my life as a business owner, as a as a man, um, somebody to believe in me from coming from outside of of my little fishbowl of life. And Tommy was the first man to do that for me and really unlocked me. Um, mm -hmm. A great mentor of ours, Pastor Keith Kraft, uh, uses the, the, the phrase uh, honor unlocks and his honor definitely unlocked me. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. So this is Prime Mover Podcast. Um, as much as I love to rip open my chest, put my heart out on the table, we're going to go through some practical, tactical things. And the first thing is, is you know, what does a prime mover mean to you? That's always <clears throat> one of the very first things I ask, I'm going to ask our guests because we specifically and strategize, specifically strategized over that name because that had a little tie into what little do what we do in business. And then it also, uh, we pride ourselves on being thermostats. When we enter a room, uh, we set the temperature and we regulate temperature versus tell the temperature. So a prime mover for those of you that may be you know, tuning in for the first time is simply um, it, I'm in the engine business and the power generation business. Those are obviously prime movers, but the definition of a prime mover in my own uh, words is it's the first person to show up and create the movement in the environment. You know, if you're going to, if a, a land developer is building out a, a new uh, subdivision, Tommy lives here in a beautiful subdivision plan community in Henderson, Nevada. I'm looking outside over breathtaking mountains. Um, 
next to a mountain of a man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea of, of, of that is that dozer, that earth moving equipment that shows up first to get the ball rolling is the prime mover. And guess what happens when that project develops over time? Everybody forgets about the prime mover. And so one of our core values on the show is servant leadership and dying to self, uh, showing up and, and putting the, the, the end result in mind and focusing on doing your job and doing it with core values and integrity. That's what being a prime mover is to us. So um, again, prime mover podcast. So Tommy, I want to ask you, you know, what does being a prime mover, it's a two-part question. What does being a prime mover mean to you in your life? And how do you apply that kind of in Tommy and Diane's uh, world? Well, I mean, thanks for all the honor that you do for me, man. Just saying all the things that you did that I unlocked you, you obviously unlocked me in so many ways. Um, it's so important to have these brothers in our lives, like, like, like you're saying, like a Barnabas, like somebody to do life with that can challenge you and shoot it to you real. Like we both had to have, have to, part of unlocking isn't just to like hang out and BS about sports or anything like that. It's not that that's a bad thing, but like, man, like one of the biggest breakthroughs was, was me. I was texting with Travis a couple of months ago about it was a tough situation going on in our life. And he shot it to me straight. And like when the text came through, it didn't feel good. Like to where I sat there, like, dude, this sucks. Like even my closest friends kicking me in the nuts right now, but I needed it. And like from that day forward, it was like it, that kick in the nuts, like excuse my French, like elevated me though. It didn't bring me down. Whereas a lot of us get kicked and it brings us down. And so it's just so important to have people in there. Like, so thank you brother for, mm. for elevating me as much as, you know, maybe I've done that for you. But as you're talking about being a prime mover in these things, you know, the first people to come in and do the works, it's like, we got to pave the way in so many different aspects of our lives, you know, especially with, the area of expertise that that I have, you know, marriage is such a weird thing. Self-leadership is such a, a different thing. And I think it's newer to a certain extent because like, I think from our parents' perspective, not many of them were really into personal development. I mean, there were some books, but I don't remember anybody talking about personal development before I was probably, I'm 43 now. So it was probably, gosh, mid twenties before I heard anybody even mentioning it. And then when social media came out, it got, got a little more popular and things like that. But none of our parents were, were working on themselves really. They were kind of just going through life, right? Got the job, providing, doing their best, trying to enjoy life, but there wasn't really much growth. And so I think that's why so many marriages were struggling back then is because they weren't really, most people weren't really thriving in life and, and they were kind of stuck. So it's cool to be in this spot where, where we're at now, whereas the way me and Diane's business has has developed today, we got the question today. Somebody, and I always love our answer on this because I already know I'm confident in my answer. People like to go, hey, what are your qualifications? And they want me to have some type of PhD, certification, uh, college degree on psychology or marriage or things like that. I'll tell you what, none of those things give you expertise in the thing. You can read all the textbooks as you want. As we like to say, theoretically, you can have all of that. I don't want advice from anybody who has a theoretical degree on marriage or personal development until you've done it yourself and proved that it works. And so where I'm getting with this is me and Diane came into this space, right? And all of our life, people always looked at us for the marriage. It was like, man, you guys have this most amazing marriage. Like, and they would always come to us for advice and and things like that. And it's just crazy how God got us to this spot of being marriage coaches. But we were kind of, we learned on the fly of what really mattered in marriage. Mm -hmm. And so as we were teaching people, it was just the things that were keeping us good in life. 
making sure our physical fitness was on point, eating well, surrounding ourselves with other people that are amazing people, um, having God first in our life, number one, doing that, being a spiritual leader, seeking him, doing it his ways and not our way, doing all of that and being mentally strong and learning and growing as much as we can on a regular basis. We watched our lives change. I go from being a drug dealer four years ago to now being sought after in so many different spaces by some big name people speaking on stages and all that is mind blowing to me, but it just shows the value of that. And so I guess what to, to say about a prime mover is me and Diane really came into this, into this space and in life and figured it out on the fly. Of course, that's answered prayers as we're asking God for wisdom, knowledge, and love to be able to show us these things to then get in this spot and be like, these are the things that actually work. I heard a saying the other day, it was phenomenal. And I know you'll agree on this, brother. It said, uh, pray and then plan rather than plan and then pray. Yeah. Well, why are me and Diane so successful in our coaching? And why do I know our tactics and our tools and our words work so well? Because we do that. We pray and then plan. So everything I'm teaching is of God. He gives me the instruction and then I put that into thing. Well, Romans 12, 2 says, don't conform to the patterns of this world. If you want to go read those theoretical books, what are those? Patterns of the world for the most part, you know, and so those things aren't really going to make things better. That's why divorce rate's still at 50% is because everybody's trying to go to the theoretical. What's that? And growing. Right. And getting worse, right? So it's up to guys like us to be so bold with who we are. And so with being a prime mover, we got to one, pray and then plan and figure this out and let God lead our lives. And two, be the dude that's willing to go against the, the grain. Travis said, prime mover and when you build a community are the ones who come in and pave the earth first. That's not easy. It's not like you got a broom and you're sweeping dust. You're yeah. moving rock. You're moving tough things. You're having pushback. You're having to get uh, things to break the earth. That's what we have to do when you're a mover. You don't matter the opposition, the ground, the rock that's coming against you. You keep going. Why? Because you know what you're doing is of God because of the praying and then planning. And if you're doing that, you just can't ever stop and good things will happen. And I've watched that. That's why I'm saying now it's not surreal for me to be in this spot because of those things. But when I did it the world's way for the first 39 years of my life, that's why it didn't turn out good. That's right. why I wasn't a prime mover. That's why everything seems surreal or would have felt that way because it was just not sure. really a real, real reality and things. And so I hope that answers your brother uh, Dude, question, brother. I, I took so many notes. I, I create, I, I'm taking notes right here, but so I, based on what you were saying is I, I, my key takeaway about what I wanted to explain about Tommy uh, and we're going to roll into how Tommy uh, life coaches and does marriage and family. And, you know, th- the, the ideas is a, a common phrase out in the world right now called work-life balance. And Tommy is a walking, talking encyclopedia of work-life balance because he does work with his family. And so the, re, the, the notes I took during your explanation of a prime mover was um, it created an acronym. He mentioned expert in the beginning without even hesitating. He said he's an expert. I could list probably five things in my head that right now that I would confidently say that I'm an expert on. Marriage is not one of them because check out this acronym, ear, listen, expertise equals authority that is produced by the receipts. Mm. So does that resonate? Like when you think yeah. about that, 
let's boil it down. Make everything in life a math problem. So we remove the spirit of offense. When someone says, I'm an expert, biblically, that's what we're taught to do as biblical men. Immediately when he says he's an expert, my, my flesh uh, is going to uh, pose a spirit of offense. Maybe it's my spirit. And I'm going to be challenging people in the world. Do this every day. You say expert, they want to challenge you. Well, when you say that I'm an expert, he did so with authority that has been given to him by God. Mm-hmm. Because he has the receipts. Why is Tommy a successful marriage coach? Well, the first and foremost things is qualifications don't matter. Look at my receipts. Look at the amount of lives that I've changed. But we could even boil that down and say, here's the receipts. I got a 17-year flawless epitome version of a marriage. What Tommy didn't say but that I know about Tommy is the rest of that sentence says, there are many other ways that I am flawed and I'm I am in sin. I'm in prayer. I need brotherhood. I need people to pour into me for that. But my expertise yeah. is bound by my God-given authority because of the fruit that it has he has produced through me. Yeah. So that's a 17-year flawless version of a marriage. I have no skin in the game. I witnessed their marriage for the last 17 months. So I've witnessed. What is that? 10% of their marriage or 1%, 17 months out of 17 years. He is what he says he is. Diane is what she says she is. Uh, High-level husband coaching is what they say they are. They are experts and can help you and have helped me and helped countless people that I I know personally. That is a prime mover. And that's what this Mm. podcast was created for, the Mm. prime movers. Did you know what I, you know what I love about that that there did you create that on the fly by the yeah, way that, yeah, that was great that's <laughs> that's fantastic but what's awesome about that is you know because I don't I don't yeah I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in a ton of things it's like what you're saying it's it's like marriage is one like so anytime anybody challenges me in my marriage like I literally have the Michael Phelps of marriages I have the L- Michael Jordan of marriages so and and all of that and I'm and I'm not a, afraid LeBron? LeBron? well no I'm not Tom Brady. But I have that. And, and that's not me being egotistical. That's me being proud of it. I can't say I'm like, you know, like our mentor, Steve, who we love, who's changed our lives. That dude has a, a specimen of a physique. Do I have a, a really good physique? Yes. Do is it Steve's? No. You know, like did you have to work hard to maintain it? Yes. <laughs> right. Like so yeah. there's so many things in my life that I'm maybe not an expert in. Yeah. God, that's like God talking in the Bible about like, you know, we all have these different things. He doesn't need me to be an expert in 15 things because mm-hmm. then I would have no need for nobody else. Right. He doesn't want us to have it. But that's not what I was wanting to go into. So, but the thing is authority is one of my four core values is authority is one of them and that was one i've added in last year because even though i was coaching people i still had some imposter syndrome i'm like dude just three and a half years ago i was a drug dealer like come on man like just three and a half years ago like i i mean i had a good marriage like i still was qualified to lead but like i don't know i feel like i needed the credentials which turned out didn't and the last thing is i use receipts all the time in my coaching, my clients would know it is like, well, that's why I'm so big on habits because then you can look back and see your receipts, right? And then it's like, well, am I? Oh, I didn't accomplish anything today. Okay, well, let me look. 
oh, I actually did five habits that I've done every single day for 283 days in a row. You know what? I am a consistent person when our mind's telling us we're not or that I'm not a failure, right? For the longest time, I identified as a failure for the first 39 years of my life. That was my identity, a failure, because I would start something and then I would quit. Start something and then I would quit. I was the prime mover who would hit a rock bed, try for a little while to move it, maybe ask for some help. And then when it just got too tough, I would quit. And that was the story of my life. I had the receipts to prove I was a failure. Now, four years later, I have the receipts to prove that's the last thing that I am is a freaking failure. I, I don't, I literally will do anything on my deathbed. I will do my daily habits because that's become my identity is that I'm a dude that will be just show up every day, no matter what hell or high water. And Word. so I love that you put that in. It's just so funny because of authority and receipts are like my thing. So hey, that's got moving. That's absolutely right. So that's what I was going to ask you next is um, before, you know, normally one of my closing hot seat questions are what are your four core values? But because you are um, the, in the business that you're in, which is personal development, coaching, core values are super important. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, let's, let's sprinkle a little business in here. So it took me a long time to learn. It took me uh, pursuing the right relationships with the right people to learn that not every customer is your customer. Mm. Not every customer is a good customer. The customer is not always right for you. Mm-hmm. When you accept that client, then it is your duty to make it right. How you do that is you remain true to your core values. And so when you are tr- when you are a man in a world where men are lost, fatherhood is not coveted like it once was. 50% divorce rate and growing, in my opinion. How do we know what tools can we use as men in this world, in our businesses, in our lives, in our marriages? What tools can we use so we at least always know what we stand for? And what we stand against in such a tough world, those are core values. So if you can, it might sound really uh, pragmatic or, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not some deep, intricate exercise if you, if you get vulnerable. Uh, So my personal core values is acronym love, leadership, ownership, vulnerability, and excellence. Um, I want to be a leader. I want to be a servant leader. God was a servant leader. He was a prime mover. He showed up first and created this whole thing. So. I want to, I want to take ownership. I want to take full ownership of the decisions that I make. And as a leader, I want to use that word, I guess omnipotently is I want to be an owner. I'm okay with, I feel comfortable in that title because I'm a servant leader. It's not about me. And vulnerability changed my entire life. Mm. Being vulnerable around the right people who share common core values changed my life Mm. live transparently living vulnerable and walking in excellence realizing that i am not perfect but my i strive to be excellent in all ways and so that's my personal core values business core values a lot of you know are grip growth response impact and professionalism so tommy gave us one of authority and then tommy i want you to talk about give me your four core values and then i I would like you to just kind of walk everybody through a, a, a verbal version of a written core values exercise and just kind of explain what they mean in your life. Yeah, so that's great. I, I definitely will do that. I want to touch on your vulnerability one real quick because that right there, guys, I tell you what, is outside of like having faith in your life, if you can just be 100% honest 
and vulnerable and real, that's a powerful man. Because the moment you have something to hide, we all do. We all have something to hide. But as moment you, you you don't let the devil use that to be like, oh, you're less than, don't share that. Dude, I've done everything. I've been in military prison. I've cheated on my wife 20 years ago. I was a drug dealer. Like, name it, I've done it, right? Like, and you guys can all know because that's not who I am anymore. That was the old version of me. Why well, I look at that as a different person. But anyways, we got to be vulnerable. I see. God looks at that as a different person too. That's in the Bible. Right. You know, so you are a different person. And I feel like it, right? And so I don't equate with that guy. I don't like that guy, you know, but I feel bad for him because I knew he was hurting. Vulnerability. I can't tell you how many marriages are failing right now because of vulnerability. People won't share. And I'm not saying vulnerability is complaining or like bawling your eyes out. It's just sharing what's on your mind and your heart. Podcast yesterday, she was saying her favorite thing that turn, get, turns her on about her husband is when he comes home from work and he just tells her about his day and like, I was doing this and then this happened and this, this and this. And then I did this with authority and I did that, boom, 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 boom. And she's like, man, that gets me going. How many men come home and say, that was a pretty good day. And then they sit down and they turn on the TV or they get on their phone or they go in their bedroom. And they don't talk. That's, you're not, you're not opening up. And so, so many things. I mean, I just had a coaching call today. The guy can tell any, he said, I can tell any of my friends, my kids, anything, but my wife, I can't tell her anything. Dude, once you become vulnerable and you can talk with anybody and just openly like this, dude, there's so much freedom in it because you're just letting it go. So I got to say, man, that's amazing. And if you guys want one core value that you don't know where to start, choose vulnerability. Mm -hmm. If you're open and honest and vulnerable in every single situation of your, your life, there's freedom in that. And the people who judge you because of that, they're not meant to be in your life. So it's going to weed them out quick. So stick with that one. That's a great one. Um, that's not one of mine. I probably should add it, because, but I already am that guy. So I don't feel like I need to add that one. Um, my core values for me are, is it's, he already said authority, but I always say it this way, courage, authority, trust, and joy. And I'll break those down for you. So courage, I have to be courageous in any and every situation that I'm in. If I don't want to do that thing, I'm going to do it because I know what's on that what's on the other side of pain is everything we want in life. Do not be afraid. I believe is mentioned 365 times in the Do Bible. Do not fear. Yeah. Fear not. So as one for every day, if we did something courageous every single day for a year, your life would change because every single day you're faced with something that you're like, eh, it's a little uncomfortable. I don't want to do this, but what if you did? I've got to that spot now in my life because I wasn't the most courageous person. I was the shyest kid in my high school. That means shows you right there that I was not courageous because I couldn't even talk to somebody, let alone do anything more. So that one's changed my life. That's why I have to. So I do that one because I know that that's how I advance the quickest when I'm willing to do the hardest. So that one, authority, I have to speak with authority because why? Because I'm praying and then planning. I'm so in tune with my spiritual habits on a daily basis that I know that I'm in in, in, in um have a relationship with Christ and I'm always pursuing it more. Um, not saying I'm holier than anybody out there, but I'm, I am pursuing a deep relationship with, with Christ. Um, and uh, trust. Obviously, I can think, consider my trust myself a trustworthy person. That means a lot to me, but that's not what it means to me. For me, it's trusting in God. I have to trust God's will for my life. I have to trust him when he says, yo, you need to move and I don't want to. And I know it's of God and I do it. I have, a, I have to trust him. Because most of the times we're blocking blessings in our life because we're not doing, we're not trusting God. And it's hard. Look at Peter. Mm -hmm. He walked on water, walked on water, but still started to sink because he got fearful 
and look back at the safety of his boat where he really wasn't even safe because he was fearful inside the boat because there was a storm raging, but he wanted sure. to go back. So we got to trust God. My last one is joy. I have to be a joyful person at all times. And I feel like Travis would, would 100% agree on this. Like, I, I feel like I'm always a joyful person for oh, the yeah. most part. You know, even when I'm going through like struggles, I'll crack a joke in the middle of it. Like, bro, why are we getting kicked in the face? You know, like I try to be a joyful person at all times. Even when I maybe don't want to do it because I'm tired or whatever, I got to choose to be a joyful person because when I show up, that makes me feel good mm. and it rubs off on other people. And when I see other people's attitudes change because of my joy, it fix, pulls me up out of whatever I may be dealing with, which is almost few and sure. far between these days. With that being said, how does a practical way of getting these core values? The way I always look at core values is when you choose them for yourself, and when I do this for my people, you have to choose them. Ones that you know you need, but ones that are going to challenge you. So if you're already really good at something, don't just choose four things that are you're really good at because th those are going to be easy for you to live by and that's already who you are. Choose ones that are going to challenge you. For me, authority was a tough one when I put it in there. It really, really was. Trust was a tough one because I put that in there when my business was growing and my finances weren't wow. meeting you know what I needed every month, but God said I, I didn't. I brought you out of Egypt to this spot, which is part of my testimony. You need to keep going, but I'm like, yo, you're giving me manna from heaven, but it's not like the stuff that I want. So I had that was a tough one. So choose ones that are going to challenge you. Now, do some of them maybe you're good at? Like sure, but choose them. These need to be your blueprint for life. Like as if we actually followed laws to the T in the US, like if the road said 65 and you never went over 65, that's how you need to treat these core values. Like this is something I do every single day, not a sometimes thing. Like, does this fit in my core values? No, I don't do it. Does my core values say I need to be courageous right now, even though I don't wanna tell this person that I'm sorry or forgive them or anything like that, but that's part of being courageous? I have to, because that's part of it. These need to be the blueprint roadmap for your life. And you follow those to a T. And when you do that, that's when your identity comes clear. That's when you have a roadmap and you're just not choosing, as, as our mentor likes to say, Steve, he, he likes to say, don't base your decisions on your feelings and emotions. Amateurs do that. Professionals base it on their commitments. I love that. That's been one of my favorite lines. It's one of my favorite things I got from Steve. Because I based a lot of my decisions on feelings and emotions. So your feelings and emotions will not base your decisions. Your core values will base your decisions because guess what those are? A commitment. So that's what I would say, man. And when you do these, I will be real with you. You might think you don't need them. When I first went through this exercise, I was like, ah, that kind of seems kind of goofy. I put them down because everybody was doing it. But I revisited them four months later. And now they're a huge part of my life. You have to live them. And you have to remind yourself of them daily. Amen. Man, I love that. And you know... One, th one point I wanted to make off of what you said is um, when we're on my podcast and then when we're done, we'll hang up and we'll record one on his podcast. So we'll put the links in the show to reach that podcast as well. Uh, but one thing that we do here is, uh, you know, in, in Prime Mover podcast and Tommy and I's relationship and in the relationships that we pride ourselves uh, on having that God created was we try to, we try to um, speak life and to help other men through their habits, hurts, and hangups. And each of us have different ones. So the reason why core values are so important to me is because basically sin comes from bad decisions. Well, what causes bad decisions? Pain causes bad decisions. Habits, hurts, and hangups cause bad decisions. 
what is the reason I have these habits, hurts, and hangups? I'm basically I'm boiling it down right now, like a South Louisiana roux. We're stirring the pot and we're boiling it down. Okay, what causes these hurts, habits, and hangups? <clears throat> it's a spirit of offense, which is a spirit. We live in a, we're fighting a spiritual battle. Um, we are extremely emotional where we shouldn't be. We can't control our emotions. That comes from fear. And then we have a sense of entitlement. So you might have paused and said, I ain't got no sense of entitlement. You know, when's the last time somebody cut you off on the road and you didn't get upset or something small in your life happened and you felt like you should have got the promotion or whatever the case may be, or maybe your wife should automatically be able to know what you're thinking when you walk in the door and stuff like that. So men, be honest, you have, we have a sense of entitlement. So when you establish core values, you figure out what you are and what you stand for and what you stand against. You can develop relationships that will help you with the spiritual side of removing the spirit of offense. When so you hear something, you don't get famous but hurt and slip further into sin. That you learn how to control your emotions through having relationships that fostered or fostered by accountability. And you remove the sense of entitlement because you have to look back and, and say, he, he mentioned something about manna from heaven not being what I wanted. Well, nowhere does it promise that. You know what I mean? And so we remove that sense of entitlement. And guess what? We are an uncommon man living in a common world. So when you establish that, guess what? The room gets really small. The room gets really small. Yeah. You mentioned Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Well, becoming an uncommon man in a common world is not conforming. Well, there's not a lot of people on the extra mile. No, not much traffic there. So, man, you don't think core values are important? If if the way I ended that sounded like someone who speaks in expertise and who carries authority and has receipts, in my mind, it starts with core values because we got to know who we are. We got to know who we aren't. Yeah. And so that that's about thirty minutes. We're gonna move on. I could talk. We can talk about core values and how to develop them in your business and your personal life, in in every area of your life. But that was such a great message on core values. I think we'll put a lid on it right there. Uh, and then I want to go into, <clears throat> I want I want Tommy to talk a little bit about, um, you know, we talk, one of my core values is vulnerability. So we, we just had a conversation before we went on air about the new way of monetizing our personal brand in whatever area we're in. You know, I'm in the home service and commercial B2B business. Tommy's in the life coaching and personal development space um, and building out a plan to one day, I'm sure become a successful real estate investor and a speaker and all of these other things. And it's important that we have relationships. That's a footnote that speak those things into you. But ultimately, um, I, I started thinking about you visualizing that. I forgot where I was going. Were you going with the superhero thing? No, no. I was talking about just being vulnerable and talking about the new age way to attract clients and monetize your personal brand is by being vulnerable, by putting out content mm -hmm. that's, that you can help someone with. So let's talk about your business. Let's talk about, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your business career itself. Um, we, we know about your amazing marriage. You've told us what you do, what you stand for, your core values. So I know who Tommy is. I want you to speak to the people in our audience right now that is, I'm here for some business advice. So how can you apply scripture 
and what you do for a living and take all that surface level stuff out and let's boil it down to how you've grown a business mm. because of this. Yeah, so that's that's great that you mentioned it. So I'm going out to, to West Palm Beach, Florida a couple of weeks to speak at a, at a business conference out there for couples who own businesses together and things like that. And I know how these businesses conferences typically go. Everybody's there to like, yeah, the, 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 they know they're coming for some personal development as this, but it's like they're there to make some money. Everybody's trying to make some money. Here's the thing. If you want to scale your business and you're a couple, first you got to scale your marriage. But to scale your marriage, as I kind of mentioned earlier, you have to scale yourself. I'm not saying you can't have a scale a, a business that has a $500 million evaluation with being a crappy person is not a five-tool player. That You'll have a $500 or $500 million business, but it'll stress you to the max. You'll have a substance abuse issue. You'll probably have a crappy marriage. You're probably on your third or fourth marriage. Your relationship with your kids is probably not the best. Your employees probably don't love you all that much, right? Because you haven't scaled yourself. It all boils down to that. So if you want to have a, a successful business that actually fulfills you, because that $500 million will not fulfill you. We all know very wealthy people. It don't move the needle at all if you're miserable on the inside came up with this analogy the day, brother, you're going to love it because all I've been praying for is wisdom, knowledge, and love. And God laid this on my heart the other day. Um, let's say my car is broken or your car is broken, right? Mm -hmm. This goes in the business world too. So this could be your business. Let's say your engine's just kind of clunking. It's like the check engine lights on. It's just not running the best. And you know, you need to get this thing fixed. Do I go get a paint job on it? Do I put a new spoiler on it? And then be like, ah, still making that sound. Don't go get a new set of wheels on it, rims. No, I don't know why is it making this sound. Because I'm trying to fix the outside before I fix the inside. Mm -hmm. Fix the, the engine. Once the engine's running good on your car, then get that paint job. Mm -hmm. Then put the spoiler on it. Then put the sound system in it. Those are added bonuses. But those added bonuses mean nothing if your car runs like crap. Mm -hmm. That's our life as well. So many of us have terrible lives and we try to fix it by having $500 million companies. It ain't going to move the needle because you're fixing the wrong thing first. Fix the inside. Then when you have that $500 million business, that's the accessories on the car. But guess what? It'll make you feel good in that spot, but it's the main thing will be the main thing will mean that you're good with yourself. As Paul says in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, he's content whether well-fed or hungry, whether we're having plenty or none. And he's writing that from in a prison cell and he's content. He wasn't sitting in, in Cabo San Lucas, you know, in a, in a, in a, a sipping margaritas by the pool. So that's what I'm saying is you need to fix the inside. Start with the inside. Then all that stuff matters. Because then you'll come home and you'll still be having quality time with your spouse. You'll still be enjoyable to be around. How many people come home from work now and they can't stop thinking about work or they need a beer to try to wind down from the day or they need to go watch porn because they just need a release or they need something or they yell at their spouse and they can't connect. And then all these other things, then their home life goes out. That's awesome. You may have a, a business that's worth that much, but if your marriage is terrible and your yeah. things with your kids, it's not going to be good. No, yeah, hundred percent, dude. That's that we can unpack that. That is like unpacking my wife's suitcase after a vacation. We can unpack <laughs> that for days, maybe weeks. She, babe, is your suitcase still out right now? Uh, 
No, so what, I, what I'm hearing you say is scale up your faith, scale up yourself, scale up your marriage, scale up your family, mm -hmm. and it'll scale up your money. Yeah. So truth be told, that's that's exactly what Tom, what I witnessed him do. I've been, in the last 17 months, I've watched his business ride a roller coaster. And I've been there with him in the valleys, and I've been there with the peaks. And what he did that I want to honor him for is maintained equanimity. Now, did he have to reach out to brothers? Absolutely. Uh, but guess what? His His marriage didn't change from that. His receipts only grew. The pile of receipts only grew. His marriage didn't, didn't change because they went through a rough piece. He brought those problems to other men and coveted his marriage. So when it was time for his business to grow, the foundation was already built. And I've watched mm -hmm. his business grow and I've watched him pivot. And that's what prime movers do. When, when we hit a wall, we pivot. You know, we don't. Back in the old day of my entrepreneurship, I would just beat my head against that wall till it fell. Or when I got across it, I was brain dead. Couldn't take advantage of any opportunities. So when I saw the wall approaching now, when I see the wall approaching now, because I've scaled up my faith, scaled up myself, my marriage, my family, um, now I can take advantage of those of the opportunities to pivot. And typically they, they bear a lot of fruit. So that was great, man. Uh, I love it. I want to ask you... Um, <clears throat> For those out there that are interested in doing what Tommy does and, and what their dream would be to be a life coach, um, what advice would you give them? Like if it, if it was somebody that says, you know, I've overcome a wound and I've been in prison or I've had terrible relationships or I was a drug addict or I was just a, you know, I just love money too much or sex or whatever. And they've overcome that and they've turned their life around and they're living through core values and they got some receipts and they're on that journey and said, you know what, my dream gig, I want to be like Tommy. What advice would you give them from the business perspective uh, or maybe something you did wrong and that you would change? Man, first, if, if you really feel like don't ever get in this business because you think there's freedom and that like it'd be cool or to have the title mm -hmm. because you got to do what you love for a living in this business will eat you up and spit you out because there's so many moving parts to it. And it, but it's, it's a blessing in so many ways. Like I knew this from early on when I got sober about 20 years ago, I just loved telling people about the Lord. I loved helping them fix their problems. I didn't notice that until later on that that would be a career. Um, but now when I look back, that was the thing that made me the happiest E.T., the hip-hop preacher, preacher, talks about this. He said at 15, he got a chance to speak on a stage in his church. He didn't have no idea he wanted to be a preacher. He was homeless at the time. Got up there and gave, like, a speech. And when he walked off the stage, he said, I never want that feeling to go away. He knew that that, that felt. There's times that I know you feel the same thing is where you get on a coaching call, you're something, and you just are in the zone. And it just feels like we've all done drugs and things like that, like, better than any drug you could ever imagine and you and it's you just know that's that's it so if you've had that and you love talking it do it but it's it's a challenging business you know so where i would say is to just get a couple people kind of like when you were kind of diving into it a little bit is get a couple people in your in your life for free and lead them through your system get your feet wet because i can't tell you now 4 years in how many times I've redone my structure of how I coach people because I keep learning and growing and then I've coached people and I'm like, this works, this works, this works. 
ah, that does decent, but let me remove that. And then I'm seeing them and then I'm learning their situations and I'm hearing their problems that maybe I've never heard from anybody else. So the more reps you get, get them. And don't worry about money at this time. So don't pivot and be like, this is my only money. Because that's what me and my wife did. This was our only source of income. And it was super stressful. And it was painful. Can you make it work? Does your back against the wall? No plan B? Yes. But just go and get the reps right now. Get as many as you can. Don't worry about making money. Because when your focus is the money, you won't really be there for the transformation. Yeah. So if I could just pause you right yeah. there for a second, what I heard you say is we we use in this acronym again that we started off in the in, in the beginning was ear. He said, go produce some receipts. Yeah. Well, guess what happens when you produce receipts? You obtain a little authority. Yeah. And then you can start to be on your way to become an expert. That's and then great. so I think Tommy's advice would be for a young, uh, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is a creator. Uh, entrepreneur is a prime mover. Entrepreneur is somebody who um, creates their own environment. So if you want to be a life coach, you want to be Tommy's a high level marriage coach, high level uh, man coach, um, <clears throat> go produce some receipts. And that really, that advice could be given almost to any business. So I love that. We always want to give some type of piece of business leadership advice. Uh, and Tommy has done, man, he, he's, he's, he brought the heat today. Uh, I got a question, a couple questions on in closer in closing notes. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people know me, see me, I wear these legacy t-shirts and, um, it's a shirt I got made. It's a logo that I, I wanted to, I wanted it on my chest. Um, legacy means a ton to me. Legacy is everything that I stand for all rolled into one. And so I, the, the mantra behind the word legacies, obviously I didn't coin it, but what I hear people talk about a lot when they talk about legacy is future tense. Well, if you can become an uncommon man in a common world, then you can fathom the idea that you can actually participate in building your legacy in living your legacy. You don't have to leave it. You can live it. And so that's my meaning of legacy and why it's so important to me. I want to know Tommy McAllister from Las Vegas, Nevada, expert level marriage coach, expert level elite Barnabas in my life, expert level podcaster, speaker, leader, mentor, father, coach, husband. And I model. want to know what legacy. And model. Yeah. And, and, and model. And <laughs> hey, hip hop rapper, dude. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> this guy's got a real presence. Uh, what does legacy mean to you? Oh man. Yeah, no, I, I got I always rock Travis's shirt. It's amazing. If you haven't got one, pick one up. They're awesome. Good quality, but I just love having legacy on it because that's what it's about. You know, so many things right now we're in the society we are about an Instagram instant gratification. And I am a person that's like, yo, tomorrow will worry about itself. Let's, let's enjoy the day as well. There is an aspect of that, but we got to do build a legacy. And we were talking about this earlier, just about our kids and some different struggles they're going through is that Travis is the first line of defense in his family name. And same with me, the, uh, the McAllister name has been kicked through the mud by every single person in my family leading up to me in terrible ways. And as our coach likes to say, be the chain breaker, right? I'm the chain breaker in my family. I believe you're the chain breaker in your family. So for me, setting my kids up so they don't have to break the chains. Now, will there be more work to be done and just having it better for them? Yes, that's what I really want for them is to be able to set them up where I fought so many battles that they don't have to fight 
they'll fight their own, just different ones. Sure. And so I want them to be in a spot to where I've set up such a, a spot of a model of perseverance of when hard times come of what it looks like to have your life in order of like we talked about having God first um, in the main thing, uh, being the main thing, what that actually looks like and following it to, to a T being disciplined in all of these things. And by doing that, their kids will now be set up a little bit better. And that has nothing to do with finances. But as long as you're doing those things, you just happen to attract finances as well. I want their legacy, their inheritance to know what it means to be a McAllister, those core values mm. of what we stand for. And to be able to live that way in a world that the deeper I get a relationship with Christ, the more I realize what this world is really happening, how much spiritual battles are like raging all around us that I never saw before. Yeah. I never saw. I knew it was some weird times. I said, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah. So I want our kids to be prepared for all of that and to know that, hey, I can do life without God or I could do life with God. But they want to understand from the things that I've done and what my family's done before me without God, hmm. that there is no happiness or anything with that apart from that at all. Believe me, I was 10 years on fire for God eight years in a wilderness season and I had all the things of the world and I hated my life. I tell people this now, do not get to that spot because there is no happiness with that. None. So for me, this, I want my, I want my, just to be better and better and more polished for all of them and to really live, lead that life of leadership um, and self-improvement for them. Good. So just to recap, Tommy, describe living your legacy as probably the most frequent word to use was model. Um, man, there's not one word that is, is more foundational to building a legacy that I've witnessed is what you got to model it. Like mm -hmm. nobody following you as a prime mover wants to hear what you got to say. They want to see some mm -hmm. flipping receipts and they want to see proof and they want to see it modeled. And so that's great, man. So tell us, uh, dude, that was 50 minutes of, of straight fire. And if you want to see the sequel to this episode, uh, Tommy's going to drop his podcast link because I'm going to ask him to give his link tree where people can follow you. Where can they subscribe to your content? Where can they seek if they want more information on high-level husband coaching, uh, marriage coaching with Diane, or part of elite-level mastermind? So I'll let you... Tell the audience a little bit right now about um, what types of programs you want and you, to offer, and then also where can they find you? Yeah. Um, no, thanks, brother. This has been so much fun. It's crazy how fast time goes. Um, and then it's what's crazy, guys, too, is like this is a podcast, but this is how we talk on a regular basis. <laughs> true. I was I was mentioning it to a friend who I was I, I mentioned message Jeff earlier today, another guy from a mastermind that, that we both Jensen. Amazing Stay. man. And, um, and I was telling him that I picked up Travis from the airport at 11 last night. And normally by midnight, I, I can hit the pillow and be out within like mm -hmm. a minute or two. Of course, we talk till like 1215. But conversations just like this. Yeah. And I laid in bed for like 45 minutes because I was so jacked up. Like from like just having good conversation. Yeah. Like that's when you know you, you should leave every conversation with a brother or friend, girl, whoever, wife, 
and feel better. You shouldn't feel like I could have done without that. You know, like that was fun, but like that wasn't the greatest. Sure. Dude, like that's the type of conversations and it's fun. So when people always say, well, I don't want to just talk growth all the time. Like it's fun to like talk crap to your friends and like, I'm like, is it really though? Is yeah. it really? Not really. You know, at the it's end of the day, no, it's not like, like, dude, that's how we get stuck in life. So anyways, I could go down that rabbit hole too. But so the op, what we, what we offer is like, we work with marriages um, exclusively one-on-one. Um, with people. I love working with men. So if you are in a marriage and you want that and you want that development, we do work with people. We're very exclusive with who we choose. It has to be the right type of person to fit into this program. People who really want that smoke in their life and are, and are not the, the finger pointer. It's my wife's fault. No, you want to, if, if it's the pew come in there and you're willing to point your finger at yourself, you're the type of person we want to work with. So that's whether as a couple or as an individual um, work with that. We do have some entry level stuff. I always say, man, if you want that smoke, like go for the best. Like, why, why are you trying to, like, go for the lower stuff? That stuff's awesome. We have digital courses. It's affordable for everybody. Um, our Elite Level Mastermind, we have a couple spots left in that. That's what Travis is out here for. We're going to lead the men this weekend, and it's the very first weekend, so it's a year long. We have a couple spots. If you want to be in that, reach out. I promise you that's how we met each other was in an Elite Get Level Mastermind. Yes. Get in the room. You'll find your tribe. As, as one of our mentors says, your alignments determine your assignments. Well, guess what? This alignment has us in an assignment right now out here in Vegas, leading men who are flying in tonight from around the country. It's wild. So get in the room and it's, it's crazy. We'll talk more about that on this, on this next podcast as well. Um, but where can they follow you? Instagram, give us your link tree, whatever. Yeah. Website. So the best way to, to, to follow, I, I always tell people Instagram, Tommy McAllister is the best place to just go in there. Um, um, and follow. And even if you want information, my link tree is in my bio, or you can DM us in there. Um, we have a website, highlevelhusband.com. I, I like websites, but I just love Instagram so much more because you're going to be able to soak up so much content, really see what we're all about sure. and all of that. So that's the best TikTok, way. They got good TikToks as well. Yeah, TikToks is there. I mean, but they're pretty much the same channel nowadays. I do put this repurpose all the content. So I actually do more on Instagram. So that's the best place to, YouTube. to find me. You're going to push for YouTube this year. Yeah. So we're growing on YouTube if you want. Like we're going to be doing a lot more. Our podcast gets released on there, longer form content. We're doing a lot more lives and YouTube's one of the places that we're doing lives on. So you can go in there and it's... Um, Tommy and Diane McAllister, I believe. We'll put it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, high level husband. I can't remember what it's under right now. We changed the name of it recently. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, that's the best place. Come if, if you just want cool content, come watch. Me and my wife keep it real, 100% real, yeah. about intimacy, about everything. And we, we just get bold. Yep. So. And, and get unlocked and unlock people. Dude, what, this, is, this is so amazing. Uh, so you know where you can follow him. You know what he's about. You know what he stands for. You spent 53 minutes with the man. Is he a prime mover? I know so. I'm speaking with expertise. Uh, it takes one to know one. I um, love to pursue relationships with prime movers, and I can spot them from a mile away. This dude is everything a prime mover is. Uh, we built an entire cheat code to a core values-based life on this sheet right here. Uh, you want expertise. Everybody wants to be an expert. You got to do so by obtaining authority. And how do you attain authority as you do so by producing receipts? Mm. Tommy McAllister is a prime mover with receipts. That is going to do it for our show. I, I'm so excited to be doing this again. I got a legion of leaders like Tommy that's going to come on this and pour heat into you in every different type of way, real estate investors, uh, 
big time uh, pro athletes, uh, big time uh, franchise owners. I mean, just big time construction guys, insurance business, Smoothie King owners. You got people that's gonna come on the show and add tremendous amount of value. Tommy, I wanna thank you for adding value to our Prime Move audience today. And that does it for another episode of Prime Mover Podcast. So where we ignite the engine of your success through faith, family, finance, and fitness. Signing off. Much love.